Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. It's an exciting one because playoffs are in full swing. We've got week two to talk about, week, th week three. Teams are getting eliminated soon, and uh, Raz is holding up all sorts of strange things to his camera. But before we get to that, let me introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? It's going good. Had a good week. Lots of work. Watched a lot of good stuff. It was a it was a good week in media land for Mark for Mark Z. What all did you watch? We don't have like I a watched. we don't have like a GM or like a team owner on this week, so we can just jibber jabber in the beginning without me. Ranking of Kings. I started. Boom. Got him, guys. You should start have Way you're... of Kings. I've already read that. Rank. We got him, everybody. Uh. So Raz, I got to admit. I uh -oh. love the first bunch of episodes. I was like, yes. wow, all these characters are so cool. They're, they're doing all these, like, swaps on, like, stereotypical, like, characters where it's like, oh, the evil stepmom is actually, like, you know, kind of chill and shit. Like, but then I'm on, like, episode 10 or 12, and I just have no fucking clue what the actual plot is. <laughs> like, it's become too, like, they, they've done so many reversals of character that I'm just like, wait, what does anyone want? <laughs> Other than like, like Boji wants to get stronger, I have no fucking clue what's going on anymore. I'm, I'm still enjoying it, but I've like yes. lost the sauce completely. They do go in a lot of directions, but they like you'll see. It does. Okay. It does zero in. Okay, because because I'm like I'm at this point now where I'm like, what the fuck is anyone trying to accomplish? Yeah, <laughs> but it's no the story that it is. It, it presents so many side stories that you're like, okay, what's the actual main storyline? I think that is a, a, a real criticism as well. Uh, but it, it it zeroes in very quickly. Okay, cool. You're good. Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, like the character work is so good, dude. The fucking Kage, like the shadow thing in episode two, when you like learn his backstory, I was like, why am I fucking crying over like a literal blob I met like 20 minutes ago, dude? What I know, right? This show it it catches me crying for literally no reason. I love it. It's my yeah. favorite. Uh, Great. So I'm was... glad you guys had this moment. All right, uh, Travis, what about every, Everything Everywhere All at Once? Have you seen it? No, I do want to see it. I do really want to see it. Uh, well, is it it's only in theaters right now, right? Yeah, I think it's only in theaters. It, I'm just way more good. likely to watch something if it's uh, something I can watch on a stream service these days. Yeah, uh, I feel you, but AMC, there's theaters around. You're not so far away. You can make it to one of them. Um, I like it a lot, though. It was really good. It was absurdist. The... Which I like. I generally no spoilers, it almost went but... too far. Absurdus is a g no. I know. Genre. I was just cautioning you because you like to throw shit out there all the time. No, no, I don't. I was just saying it's absurdist, but it's also very heartfelt, and the cinematography is really good. Like it's just really, really good. Yeah, that's I'm one thing that's actually caught me by surprise because everyone that I've heard like know about it or watch it says it's incredible, and the trailer just looks. I wouldn't say awful. But it tells me nothing, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Like I, I, I really like, like, like. I am not interested. I really I like Michelle. Is it Yo? Is that how you say? It? I, I think it's Yo, but I actually have, don't know for sure. Well, my apologies Michelle for my Yo. inability to pronounce the last name, but I, I really like her. She's in a bunch of of stuff now. She's like all over the place. Um, and I did not know that she had been in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, what? Yeah. She's like. I mean, I found that out when I found out she was going to be in the new Witcher series. So, oh, I didn't know she was in that. Nice, she's yeah. season three. Yeah, she's just in like everything these days. Um, so I. Oh, we need to bring the bard back. That's what we need. Just putting that I out like there. It. 
Scantrain's about to fail, but that's okay. Uh, well, that's let's... a spoiler right there, Raz. Where does the bard go? Let's I'm not saying anything. Have... Yeah, that's a fucking Raz, right there. Raz the Plasm. Raz the Plasm is here. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing pretty damn well. Uh, playoffs has been real fun. I've been able to catch, I mean, you know, work. The shows have been, uh, you know, pretty damn nice. Working with Mark Zimmerman has been a joy as well. You'll get your $5 um, in PayPal. There we go. I appreciate it. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I've been watching a few shows here and there. Um, so Konosuba is the one that I'm watching. I'm just going through a lot of old shows. Yeah, that I haven't. So just a lot of old shows that I haven't been able to catch in the past. So just cleaning it up on that front. That's about it. I still need to see uh, the Batman movie. I put that one off. So maybe in the next two days, I'll see that one. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're having a good time. I want to give a shout out to... I it is. I'm so curious what the overlap is now between our community and the Brandon Sanderson community. Because like, there's as soon as I mentioned Wave King Stormblessed Four types in the chat, and so does Shard Blades. And I know there's also Coinshock both who often oftentimes subscribes. Hey, like hey. it's just there's such a crossover now. It's so funny. Hey Travis, you should what? play Elden Ring because they're Brandon Sanderson's favorite game series of all time. And Elden Ring has shard bearers. They're called shard bearers. Really? And you have to go kill shard bearers and take their shards. I just don't think I would enjoy that. I will say actually on that, uh, on that note for that type of game, I have, uh, I just, I got a key for it, which I think I have to disclose, but um, I'm not paid to say this. I just beat Horizon Forbidden West last night and really, really liked it. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic game. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I liked it as much as the first one, but I, I really liked it. So shout out to them because uh, that game was pretty good. And it looked, I played it on a PS5 and it looks incredibly beautiful. Oh, nice. Yeah. Highly recommend. Raz, didn't you play the first one? No, I haven't played Horizon. Okay. Um, any of the Horizon series. Because you're right one now, of the few, few people I know you... that plays RPGs and True. like single player games. Yeah, I'm trying to finish right now. I'm trying to get through uh, the Great Ace Attorney game. So I have, I, I still need to get through both of those games, and then I'll try to start checking out some of the Steam ones. Nice. We love video games here on the on the channel. Okay. We're all gamers. I'm We're a gamer. <laughs> I'm a gamer. Um. Let's talk about League of Legends, which is also a game that some have played, and some played it this past weekend. Uh, so obviously we're going to be True. talking about playoffs, uh, and there's a lot to dig into there. Uh, and then there's these rumors about Maple coming to NA. I feel like it would be interesting to see him on TSM. That would not surprise me, I guess is the way I would put it. Uh, and then... Is that a leak? No, it's you, not a leak. Did you just leak? Leak it's not a no. leak, but that's there's a leak, like some, everybody. Everybody there's, some, that's, there's definitely some rumors out there. Reported first so. by Travis Gafford. Reported. He's a reporter, and anything he says is a report. There's definitely some rumors out there, uh, and so whenever I saw the. Uh, oh, and Bo, yeah, true, Bo as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's less rumors about the Bo stuff. I'd I'd be. I'd be more surprised about Bo than I would about Maple, I guess. That's the Maple's confirmed for TSM. Bo in, in negotiations is what Travis just that said. Is not accurate. Um, have you heard anything, Clip it Mark? and ship it. Yeah, I heard... Um... Okay. It's just going to... Yeah. The people are going to think that their podcast cut out uh, since you just ended the like <laughs> Yes, that. they will. 
everybody, uh, everybody yeah. just scrambled to look and see if their audio cut out or their YouTube <laughs> yeah, I just video caused closed. an accident on a freeway where someone was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My bad. Okay. Uh, all right. There's a bunch of Champions Q drama. We're just continuing the Champions Q drama these days. Uh, let's see. What else? We're getting closer to finals. Golden Guardians and, and FlyQuest are dead. Yes. Golden Guardian. I mean, that's what I, I meant by the playoffs conversation. Is there anything else? Well, yeah, just naming them, you know? Name names, Travis. Don't. Any, anything else in the Twitch chat that... Or anything else from Twitch chat that people think... I'm going on the top of Reddit from the past week. That's what uh, I always end up doing, too. Yeah. I mean, like, there's the LP... Did we cover the LPL potential drama? But I don't think you care. The LPL maybe not being at a MSI. I mean, it's tough to cover it because there's not, like... It's just, like, it might happen. You can talk about why it might be bad, but, right. like, everyone, everyone agrees. Everybody will just be good. like, wow, that would suck, you know. I, yeah. You know what? Here's one thing I will talk about. I have no idea if I'm going to be at MSI. It's very funny because this event is supposed to start, like, in a month, and there hasn't been any information to the media, well, at least to me, about, like, if if we are if they're hosting media or if there's on-site media or anything like that. So, um, Oh, you didn't get your media packet yet? No, there hasn't oh, even been a I, like sign up to express interest to go like apply to go. Well, or anything. They, they, they sent them directly to all the media they wanted there. I guess ah, they just excluded you. Gotcha. Bloop's going to be there. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, at this point in time, Lulu. I kind of am like, <laughs> I would be sad to not be there, but I'm also like, I don't, the COVID cases are crazy right now in Korea. Like T1 got COVID. Like it, I I wouldn't be, as long as I can cover worlds this year, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, Catch of Flowers in chat says, my question is for Raz. Did you order 150 bucks of Italian food today? Not today, but the day <laughs> he was talking about it, I was damn well close to it. Guys, he told me he talked you off a cliff. He did talk me off of it. I was, it was pasta, lasagna, and a bottle of wine. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to do that. Actually, I didn't say that. <laughs> Flowers. <laughs> I said that. I was so down. Guys, Italian food. Look, some of the, the two of the like greatest food out there, dishes, Italian and Japanese. And if you ever in that mood, if you're just craving it, you just have to. Like, it's just something where I'm willing to jump for. Okay, now that's now that we got past that topic. Flyer says you had ordered two full meals. You don't even eat one. Okay, that's another topic. Look, we're gonna we're having hefty topics here. That I one's mean, another hefty one. Well, so, like, are you one of the people whose eyes get bigger than their stomach? Like, if you go to a grocery store when you're hungry, you, like, buy literally everything you walk past? Yeah, so... I'm the reason why this is a brought up as a conversation is that like when I order McDonald's I will get the nuggets fries and burger even though I know like most of the time I will not eat the burger I will I will like not have the appetite for it but just in case because if it's like midnight and you finish the nuggets and fries and you just are still hungry that's the worst feeling that like the worst feeling because you're not gonna make another order you might as well order the burger just in case. And so everybody else that I have spoken to vehemently was like, what is wrong with you? Until we had Spica on broadcast as the guest. And he was like, yeah, I do that too. 
and I was validated. That moment was like, thank God there's another human being you need a backup burger for. See, Ian in the chat says the exact same thing. Do you guys not have any fucking Pass food in your home? Is there no food, other food in your home? If I This get is hungry... a great moment to pause really quickly and say, shout out to our sponsors, Grubhub and Alienware yes. for sponsoring Hotline League. Gotta love them. Especially Grubhub. And Alienware. With I have an Grubhub. Alienware PC that I can order Grubhub on. Boom. Got them both. There you go. With Grubhub, I never need to order an extra fucking burger in case I get hungry again. Because I can just order another thing off Grubhub. Boom. Boom. Alright, getting Got back it. to League of Legends. Is there <laughs> anything we have not... I mean, there's the LEC finals. I think you are in kind of, I don't know if you mentioned we're that. Mo we mostly talk about, talk about LCS. Yeah, oh, you know what I will say is very strange. It feels so weird that like LEC had their finals this weekend and we still have two more weeks. Because I, I don't, has, when was the last time or has there ever been a time where we have just been this out of sync with, normally like the finals are happening on the same weekend. I'm not what? saying I'm not saying this is a complaint. It was just very strange to be like, okay, we're going into our what was it, the EG match or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I guess G two just G two yeah. just won. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I kind of it's funny because there was a Reddit thread about it. Someone was like, man, LCS finals are going on forever. It's literally just a week longer because LEC has uh, their gauntlet format. They have a true gauntlet format where like. The team going through the lower bracket is just going to be playing like maybe two times in the same week. Like G two had to do that, um, but yeah, like it's out of sync because lock in. Like that's it's a, a mix of lock in and of course the actual playoffs being just one week longer. So, well, not to mention LEC took like three weeks off before playoffs. Oh, that too. Yeah. So there's I mean, like a whole lot of like their yeah. schedule is just really weird. I feel like our schedule is really weird. It's just really weird right now. That's yeah. The way that I would pay. Um, oh, people want the Grubhub discount code. I will give it to you guys in the chat um, before we get to the before we get to the the ad later on, so that you guys can okay, use it. Okay, I'm ready. Right now. Okay, um, it's at uh, ten Travis, by the way, for people that don't want to search around for it. We'll get to that later, though. Uh, okay, one Travis. So, should we get into? Do we want to talk about anything, or do we want to just get straight into calls? Um. I'm a follower, know. Travis. I'm a follower. I Mark, think. you are you going to do the video about Champions Q? I think I'll do a video on Champions Q. I mean, I already pulled a call for it too, anyways. But I'm ready. I, to go I'll probably do the blame. All we'll right, talk, well, we'll, we'll talk about it more on the show, and then you guys yeah. can see Mark's blame game about it. Perfect. I don't even All know right. what I'm going to say yet. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to find out. Let's just get into calls. All right, well, if this is your first time watching the show, it is a live call-in show. Go click the Discord link I just spammed in Twitch chat. When you get here, go ahead and join the Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2 voice channels. It's a little bit of a slow night, so there's a chance you guys get in here. Uh, once you do, join the Pleb Calls voice channel, meet your microphone, no mouth breathers allowed. And then in the Pleb Topics tech channel up above, that's where you're going to go ahead and put your take right in, whatever it is you want to talk about. Uh, if we like your take, we'll go ahead and pull you into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. We'll do a quick mic check, make sure you sound good, and then you'll be on air talking with us. Boom. Also, if you are a sub, thank you for being a sub. Uh, please feel free to, to throw those primes at the channel because uh, we're in a sub deficit right now, economically. Uh, but be sure to sync with Discord as well because it'll give you access to the subtopics chat 
where you can put your takes. It moves a little slower, so sometimes it's easier for Mark to grab those out of there. Though it's no guarantee that you'll get on the show. Um, so there you go. Mark is going to go grab the first caller. I'm excited. Off, off he goes. Thank you to everybody subbing right now. That's very nice of you. Uh, Big Angry Hobo for the 46 months. Pro Star uh, Crouton for 28. UCF Xanth Zypher. Big Angry Hobo gifted us up to Captain Flowers. Breaking Dreams. Chief Xandipus. Omega Diamond Zinc. Triumph Virus. Ranner TV. In Lan. I think it's Lan. I never know if it's Ian or Lan. But either way, thank you for gifting the sub just now. All right. Daddy, please spank me is finally on the show. Where are you calling from? Orange County, New York. Orange Orange County, New York. You've subbed for a long time, but this is your first time on the show, right? Yep, first time caller. Well, Daddy, Daddy, all... please spank me showing up for the ple the sub calls channel. That was a surprise to me. Usually the people with these kinds of names are in the pleb call cesspool. No, he, he has subbed with this name like every month to get me to, to shout it out so that wait is your name daddy please spank me yes okay yes, i'm making sure i think okay. i've heard it before uh so daddy what would you like to talk about on the show tonight uh so i think the champion screw drama has been blown way out of proportion with many teams like that are out from playoffs or taking a break and many players are visiting their families etc and whatever they may be doing because there's a lot of time in between now and summer split and I think teams that are in playoffs right now have more important things to do, like VOD review, scrims, shoring up team mistakes and struggles, which I think is just more important than individual practice, getting individual practice in Champions Q. Well, so so I guess that's your stance is basically like, okay, everybody's freaking out about it. There's not very many people using it, but that's just because people are doing other things. Like I think VOD review from like actual playoff games and like, Vibe review from their specific scrims and doing team stuff and showing up team mistakes is a lot more important than getting individual practice because a lot of players in playoffs still are really good individually, but they need work on their their team stuff. So so it's basically the players that are not in the in playoffs right now and have been eliminated don't need to worry about playing Champions Q. They should take a break, and then the players that are in should be doing other things like VOD review, etc., to prepare for their games. There's a lot of time in between now and summer split, and they're probably visiting their families or just taking a break for themselves personally. Gotcha. All right. Who wants to dive in first? Uh, you want to go first, Mark? I can take it first if you want. Uh, let's, let's let you go first. I yeah. want to hear what you say. Um, so I do think the community conversation around Champions Q is a little misled in the sense that right now they're saying they're, it's empty, uh, you know, I, like, okay, the first topic is, yes, there are going to be a lot of teams that are taking breaks, and I think that's going to be, like, an expectation. Um, like, I'm fine with that idea. Uh, the second one is um, people pointing out, like, Danny and Fudge. Those are the type of players who are actually, like, honestly improving the most during the split. Like, Fudge in his new position, whatever. Like, he kind of mentioned a little bit, I'm pretty sure, um, what he prefers instead. Like, I can understand that, and, like, Danny's post was pretty shit. But like, if you had like people just kind of uh, clung on to the idea of like what made him uncomfortable, um, but like the point that he made around trying specific duos and weird picks and all that, like he can still do that in Champions Q, but at least he has a thought process. But one thing that I hate, and like I feel like the community really should just kind of circle around this, are players that have a reason 
to like spam champions queue games that just don't. And I'm talking about like, you know, if you go on to Oracle's Elix- Elixir or even just the Champions Q League thing, like there are, you know, quite a few academy players, quite a few players who are in a struggling position in LCS. Um, Fake God is mentioned by Peter. I was exactly thinking the same shit, like uh, contracts, like players who are right now, you can easily look at that are, you know, have a great reason of using Champions Q throughout the split. That is not like they're just not using it that much. And that for me is heartbreaking because if you like, if you are in a, in a in a tough spot, that's when you should go harder. Like that's when you should like be pushing the players who are already in a successful position. Like Danny, in my mind, is like a top three AD carry, and the fact that he's playing Champions Q now, well, like you know, pushing himself in that one, that's great. Uh, Fudge is in my mind, he's like a top two mid laner, right? You know, top three, who the hell cares? Like he's he's somebody that has his own practice methods to get better. Whatever the practice player methods of players who are in academy um, or uh, in LCS right now that are like kind of struggling, you have to play more. That was my position. I felt like it was a big missed opportunity for players who are um, basically not taking that opportunity and not pushing themselves. That's what that's what killed me. And I'm watching Champions Q like regularly and. What you don't want is during regular break periods like playoffs, people be looking at the players who are usually playing. Like a good example is, I'm just going to throw a name out there. I don't know if he's you know using it less or whatever, but let's say a Blaze Olive, any Golden Guardians member. They get kicked out of playoffs. They deserve to take a rest. They are players who are actively playing Champions Q during the regular period, right? And then so now when they are taking a, a week or two bre- uh, week breaks, you know, a week off or something, going back home, doing whatever, people are going to point to them for you know as an example like no point to the people who are just fucking not playing top lane is an example of, some, of, of a role in champions queue that's just like literally never filled for the past like few days i'm just looking at um champions queues games and you're seeing junglers playing three positions you're seeing a jungle play mid jungle play top lane speakers playing fucking scion and nasus top lane because they just can't find a player there so like that's the one thing that I think should be more of a conversation from, uh, of course, internally in organizations by managers, like challenging players who are on struggling teams and or, or just holistically academy. Like it should just be a thing that all academy players should be hungry to use. Um, and so like when I see like a Dignitas Academy players is a good example that are just not using it, right? I'm like, okay, then what are you doing? Um, you can't even, I'm not going to talk too much about the amateur players because you can make the case for that one, but a lot of them are East Coast. So like if they're just spamming solo queue games on, on better ping, um, then fine. But that's that's the one thing that uh, irritated me. Oh, and to the college point about VOD reviewing, you can just VOD review this, like the Champions queue games you're playing. Like, you know, you're not taking that much time on your actual stage game VODs. Uh, so that's that's the only thing I can say. Now I've been talking too much. So one of the things that I, I a couple different oh, things here. Oh, you're muted. Oh, I was muted. God damn it. Whatever. You go first, Travis, since I muted a, myself. A couple, a couple different things that I think really suck here is that the, the server has gotten to a point where there's just so few games. Like Kobe streams 
like casting the champions queue stuff i don't know if he is right now i don't hear him right now so i guess probably not and like the other day i asked him and he's like yeah there was like always at least one game going and it's just so disappointing that like there's so few games i'm of the opinion that like if you are an lcs pro and you got eliminated um you should probably be playing champions queue just to telegraph how committed you are to this stuff and like i can understand taking like one week off maybe but like it's weird to me that all the players that got eliminated from playoffs before playoffs even started just still aren't playing yeah Uh, there's also something that i heard recently and i haven't had a chance to like look into this but i can kind of see it right now i would need to look at it week over week but somebody i was talking to this past weekend who's associated with champions queue told me like the champions queue council just isn't playing the games which is bad because these are the folks that you need to actually like dis- make decisions about who should be in the server and who shouldn't and like what are the issues with it. So if like the council's not even really using the server, um, that's pretty worrisome. Now again, I need to go back in and look, but to, to corroborate it. But it was somebody that told me this, and it's, it's kind of gotten to the point where like I don't know. I I I shifted over time from basically being like. Oh, you know, when Ole freaked out about all this stuff at the end of the last Champions Q split, I think it was kind of overblown. It was like a bad week. Everybody hyper-focused on that one week. I am now in a point where I do feel like Champions Q is kind of failing, and it's broken, and it's depressing, and I am sad. Um, and I don't think that, like, we should necessarily be witch-hunting specific individuals and being like, well, Danny tweeted this stuff. Like, let's fucking take him down with this Reddit thread. But I do think everyone should be feeling pretty sad about the fact that like this is supposed to be an amazing tool that other regions were jealous of us having and um it's like basically dead right now yeah uh it's it's something too where like yes everyone might be being a doomer right now and when a summer split starts up it's it's popping again yeah but i'd, I'd much rather be overreactionary to something like this than underreactionary and summer rolls around and no one said anything and it was just fucking Oh, guess it's dead. Um, it's, I, I mean, like, yeah. There's always a reason that for people not to play. If if you want to find reasons, you'll always find one, and that's the problem. And it's always been the problem. There's always a reason not to play on it. Four years ago, I made a video on LCS called the Flame Game, where I roasted people for not being able to do in houses because oh, we can't stream the in houses, and oh. Uh, you know, I can't click a single button to queue up. That was the complaints four fucking years ago. And I did all this, like, I did all this research to be like, you guys don't play enough solo queue or like, stream enough for this to make sense as an excuse because you stream, like, on average, if you took all the players who play LCS and stream, you know, like, it wasn't that big of a conflict. Eventually, Riot was just like, fine, you guys can stream your, your, your in-houses. We don't care. Wasn't enough. We made one button. Wasn't enough. We put $400,000 on the line. It's dead again because there's oh oh because uh, I I got knocked out of playoffs now I have three fucking months off before I have to play another stage game better not play right now you know like these teams that are knocked out it's actually a, not an excuse like what do you I understand like a week after you get knocked out you, you take a week off but like you're not playing again until July or June or whatever it is you know because there's there's playoffs then there's MSI and then they come back in it's like. You go. You're probably not going to Worlds, guy. Like you're, you're gonna have all of all of fall and winter off. Like go fucking play right now. Go grind up to try and be in shape as best you can for, 
for summer. So I, I don't understand like the eliminated players not playing. Um, I, I, I just checked. I don't think from the one person I talked to just briefly here, teams are scrimming more. Um, like they're not triple blocking, you don't think? They're not triple blocking. They weren't even double blocking for, throughout the year. They were doing a single set of five games throughout the years, what they've, they've started doing recently, or not recently, but like that's what they have been doing. And so like, it's not like teams are working harder in playoffs from that angle, like from scrims, it seems like. So the fact that Champions Q died, the reasons I'm given, I cannot accept, especially because there's also a, a amateur players, there's also academy players, there's people like Lorlo who is just, you know, like streaming it for fun. Like there's enough of a population that if they all wanted to play it still, there should be enough people. Yeah. You know? And the fact that it's not being used is not good. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 actively bad. Like the the problem with this and why it bugs me so much too is because every excuse that has been given has been countered now and it just makes everyone look bad <laughs> like I, by by trying to acquiesce for all the excuses over the years by trying to indulge them as these excuses have evaporated it's narrowed in on the obvious truth people don't want to play that much yeah i i hate like for a long time i i hated to see when people would say things like, oh, players are lazy or NA pros are lazy or anything like that because I have been close enough to a lot of these players and these teams to see players who have basically like given up their lives entirely to league because the the schedule is quite painful. Um, and it's only gotten worse over the years, especially if you're on a top team, you're expected to like give up your weekends and give up uh, most of your weeks, like you're, you have Monday off, but oftentimes Monday is filled with assets or media or sponsor obligations. And so I have just really hated seeing like, oh, people are lazy or they don't practice enough or they don't give enough up whenever I see people like literally ending relationships because they can't have any time to like spend with significant others or just not gaining basically any like friends or having any hobbies or anything. Um, and so it's always been something I've really pushed back on, but it's just really tough to look at the Champions Q data for like the past couple of weeks that we've been putting out and sympathize, you know, it's just like, so I linked, I linked the Champions Q, uh, match history in our, our chat, uh, Mark and Raz. And I, one of the things I was going to ask you both is like, what do you, what do you think of the, cause the person I was talking to this past weekend about Champions Q stuff was basically telling me that it's like bullshit, that you, you have to play super meta things. Um, and so I'm just kind of curious, like when you look at this stuff, is everything super meta? Not to say that that means it is bullshit or whatever, but like are people playing oddball stuff in this or? Oh, no, in Champions Q these days, obviously they have not been. And I think for the longest period of time, people were concerned because like the drafts are pretty try hard. And I think the expectation is for people to be try hard. Um, but no, if you want to try a new pick, you can just let your team know what you want to play or like what you're aiming for. Like there is literally a player called Yukino cat that just like plays random shit all the time. Like he'll just play, he'll want, he'll very clearly say, I want to play echo or something. He literally played Teemo jungle. That was a little troll. That's just dumb as fuck. But like in general, you can make it very clear what you want to play and they'll people will be very accommodating 
I don't think there's ever been an indication. Like, there's maybe one time where I mean, but people are generally accommodating if you want to try a new pick. Yeah, I mean, like I'm looking through this. Uh, Dokal has been playing Yone top apparently, which is like fine. It's broken blade special, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not like it's bad, but it's certainly not meta from a pro play perspective. You know, like. I don't agree with that. And on the, the whole pros are lazy thing, like I think it gets misconstrued because like the average nine to five job, like it is more intense, much more intense for a, a pro player. Um, so like it can feel bad for people who have healthy work-life balances to be calling NA pros lazy when, you know, they're still working most days of the week, pretty good hours for, for NA pros, you know, like compared to a lot of regular air quote jobs, um, you know, they, they work hard, but they also get paid a lot more than a lot of those regular air quote jobs. And they're also in a competitive field where you're expected to be trying to be the best. That goes along with why you are getting that increased salary. And I think that is where the lazy tag really comes from is, is not like, oh yeah, well they still work eight to 10 hour days, six to seven days a week, fair enough. But compared to your peers in other regions, getting paid potentially less than you, same, same or less, you know, just looking at the other people, like, yeah, they, they aren't trying as hard. And it's not like, I don't think some people are pushing for 16 hour Korean sleep, four hours a day work, you know, play league 16 other hours, right? There's a middle ground between that and where we are right now that like, you can get closer to that. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking for is like a little closer to that. Hey. All I'm asking for is fuck, and I mean, not even, I mean, this is actually just Lorlo. Lorlo mentioned the fact like two games a day. I think that's not even, that's not crazy at all. Like you, there should be an expectation for every player to, after scrims, play two games a day. The current scrim schedule uh, being a five game block is actually easier than the last, like the old, old scrim schedule of, uh, you know, two blocks of three games. and. Like, you know, they would always leave an opening of a third block, but we don't we don't have that much that anymore. There are some instances where people talk about it, like TSM last year. Um, but like, that's not the case anymore. People have the time to do this. Um, and I think that's the biggest challenge. And I don't want to be misconstrued here, because I think certainly one guy in chat, I forgot his name, where he's like, why are we holding academy players to a different standard than LCS players. No, for sure. LCS players 100% should use it. But I'm saying like, it's for me, like it just feels disgusting for players that have great aspirations to improve naturally. They have the most to gain off the system, right? And, and I think there are certainly more academy players that do it. But when you see a full team or like a quite a few academy players that don't, that's what hurts. Um, yeah. Cause like I was, I've been in that system. If you have a player that's not playing solo queue, and they're in a position where they're fighting to replace a player in the LCS. Well, if you don't have the work ethic, then you know th those players, then you're never going to be close to them. Um, that being said, yeah, like uh, that will get there hopefully. I, I think it's just going to be a system of time because by the end of the year, the manager's ro role and responsibility, the managers and coaches, is to make a review of that year and be like, okay, like we didn't hit our goal. If you're as you kind of mentioned, like a team that didn't even fucking make playoffs. Um, why did you not actually take the effort to try outside the game? Yeah, to, to Raz's point, like 
he's saying that like you don't need to make champions queue the end all be all of practice if someone has another method that seems to be working for them fair enough i'm not going to criticize you when you're improving it seems but yeah for teams that are struggling uh and whatever techniques that they they seem to be doing isn't working it's like well why don't you play solo queue or grind uh champions queue or whatever um you know like it's just there's too many people not doing it to give them all the benefit of the doubt that they're all secretly grinding 1v1s, which I would argue is not even fucking good, to be honest. Like, it can help in certain situations, but, like, 1v1s don't account for junglers. They don't account for weird game states. They don't account for supports fucking up your lane. They don't account for, like, actual level ones. And, like, mm. like they don't train you in how the game actually plays. It's like shooting fucking jumpers with no defense in basketball. It's like, yeah, that's good to practice, but, like, you should also fucking practice normally. And yeah, and team fighting. Yeah, I can't yeah, count exactly. how many times teams have failed uh, just in basic team fighting, and we always praise other regions, specifically LPL, for just having constant team fights within their region to put them in a position that they'll succeed internationally as well. And you're like, yeah, you're not, you're not actually doing it. Um, and the worst feeling is the compounding effect. The players that are currently using Champions Q that are the regulars, like Sven, technically Double Live, Jensen, like players like this that are Jojo like, Pune, Jojo, yeah. exactly. And then you get now you're playing in a system where you're getting maybe like two games or something a day. You're getting an hour or so, like yeah, there's a, about a, one game an hour right time. now. So like, what are they gonna do? They're just gonna play solo queue. So now the system would be naturally dying because you don't have the the pool of players that are willing to play playing. So I really hope, and this is like me just looking in the camera to all the managers in in, in the LCS and uh, you know that also look at their academy teams to really look at your team split and review and challenge your players to fucking play champions queue please <laughs> obviously it shouldn't just be on the managed managers to hound their players to like the game enough to play it after scrims and it's not it, like but it needs to happen i i don't even like one thing i'd love to do too is like calculate what critical mass actually is you know like when there's one game, it's hap It's like you, you only get new people in after that one game ends. What's the average turnover for two games? What's the average queue time for three games, four games, five simultaneous games? Because to have five simultaneous games requires 50 players. It's half the LCS or whatever. You have Academy, you have Amateur, you have these other people. You know, like, what is critical mass in people's eyes? You know, like, 10, 15 minute queue times. I don't know what, what high yellow queue times are right now or like at that mm -hmm. same same time block, but like assuming you're willing to pay a little bit of a premium for a champion's queue. So like if it's if it's 15 for regular solo queue, you're, you're probably willing to go 20, 25 for champion's queue because it's better, right? Like what do we actually need for critical mass? Because I can't imagine it's actually that much. We keep talking about critical mass, but I would love to put a number behind it. Uh, Travis, if you want to sick one of your data people on there. Get him. Uh, because because I, I imagine it's not like we're not asking for hundreds of people from six to one to be playing like if you play two a night but everyone's doing it at different points in time you'll have a couple games going all night in theory like i played yeah. pickup depends on on what people are queuing up for positions wise too. yeah because like i remember there was a point in time where like i did an interview with blabber where he's like i queue up mid because the jungle times are so long because none of the mid laters of the lcs play champions queue <laughs> Which is hopefully something like to Raz's point. If you're forcing everyone on your team to play two games a night at least, like at least that hopefully helps the pool out. So it's not yeah. just, you know. And it creates yeah. a culture. It creates an expectation. Like if you just have a team that doesn't play the game, like that compounds in and of itself again. But if you have a team that like 
a good example is like when a Golden Guardians player is playing the game, you can hear there because their mic, you can tell it's pretty shit. <laughs> you can hear everyone else doing it. You can when Lost is looking at a really troll draft and he knows he's gonna lose a Champions Q game. You hear a Blaze Olive fucking cackling in the background. Like that's an actual culture of people like enjoying each other's presence when they're in the practice room playing the game. So I I just hope we get there. I think we will. I think it's too short term to say thing it's dead right now because accountability does take time, which sucks. Uh, but like, we'll get there. I just think, well, I was just going to say really quickly and then Mark, you can say here and then I guess we should move on because we're already an hour into the show. But, um, I, I hope that what this does is allow GMs and teams to throw players under the bus. I guess we shouldn't use this phrase because we've gotten to arguments about it previously on the show, but like, I am, I am super down for like GMs and folks at the end of this year to be like, yeah, we made these changes because we had players that did not like communicate. Yes. We got this rookie. You haven't heard of other than this player that's been around for a while that might be better than them because they never played champions queue at all. And like, we didn't see the extra grind and like, we want to invest in this person who we think is going to be a grinder, regardless of what you think of Jojo Pion's like spring split performance. I do respect that he has played a fuck ton of champions queue and he seems to have the grinder mentality and like is very obviously very motivated. And I think people should celebrate that. Um, and I, and I, I think like if, if it becomes a big topic of a conversation and like the community is down to accept players for, or accept the idea that like, yeah, you're going to have to sometimes push out players who just don't give a shit about this stuff and are, are, I don't know. I, I just, I hope hey. that there's more public and, you know, conversation. Last quick thing for me as well is like, I know that there's, we, we talk about the witch hunting. I want, I also just really want the opposite of that. You know how in Europe, if a player in the ERL is just like performing really well, there will just be a fucking onslaught of fans that will just like praise them beyond belief. Uh, to a, just because it's like, you know, national leagues, they'll always support their players. I wish in North America, if there is a player that is performing well or just perf just playing a lot, like Cowries of the World, uh, um, what's it called? I'm also just kind of looking down the list. I mean, Tomio is playing quite a bit as well. Like Breezy, Dokla, just like, just praise the shit out of them. Promote them, push them. I wish, you know, the, the orgs would also do the same. Like, I'll also try and do that a lot. Like. And also people are sh like hating on RJS because he does say some things and it's like you, people don't agree with whatever. I am, look, I'm a beggar, ain't going to be choosing. We're promoting whoever we can get, guys. <laughs> like, so, uh, it, no, but seriously, like if someone is a grinder or then we fucking value that shit in this community. That's how it is. And if someone's playing the game at Champions Q and, and performing well in Champions Q and has a high win rate in Champions Q, like, Kauri for me as an AD carry has been someone who's been really killing it in that. We're promoting the shit out of him, guys. Ven is playing the shit out of Champions Q and already should be in the LCS. Get him on the LCS. Like, this is what I want to see. This is what yeah. I want to see. Big agree. The one thing I'll take, and this might accidentally throw us into another rabbit hole. I apologize, Travis. Here's here's my, my hot take. I think Because I have a rabbit hole I want to send us down, so go for it. All right, here's, here's a rabbit hole. I don't even think Champions Q is like gonna fucking fix na you know like oh stop it you know like all this in this society okay go on, I, go on. I know like like I, we should be encouraging people to do it. it's a great tool it's an incredible tool it's very important 
what like but like what what percentage if you if you were to break out a pie chart of like NA's problems, you know, and how big of that pie chart would solo queue be? Look at you the know? very least, because because in the past players like Peter Doublelift have said that it is a huge part of it, and the ping is a huge part of it. So at the very least, having it checked off the list, like just keep fucking checking stuff off the list, is my opinion. Step by step. Yes, but my point is, I think it was always overhyped. The uh -huh. problem of solo queue, in my opinion, was always kind of overhyped by players because it was something they could kind of hide behind. You, you know what? That's my hot take for, for the evening. The problem of NA solo queue, while it was always a problem, was always overhyped by players because they're like, well, we got 60 fucking ping. There's nothing we can do. And it's like, ah! If I was to break out that pie chart, I don't think like 50% of it would be ping from solo queue, especially when you aren't even playing as much as the other fucking regions in the world anyways. And I know that there's other issues with solo queue in terms of player base and skill and all these things. I gotcha. But, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of problems in there. And, and I, th I think this one got overhyped and people have tunneled on it for years. And now it's finally getting, you know, exposed a little bit. I do think I think there are good things that Champions Q could do for our region. Otherwise, like like um, yes, I, Kobe I, streaming like to fifteen hundred people, players in Champions Q like on multiple nights a week. I think that's a great way to spotlight other talent and and to build a culture conversation. Great for fans to watch. There's a lot of upsides Champions Q. I'm not saying it's a waste of time. Not saying it shouldn't be like invested in. Just saying, in terms of like, this was gonna save NA, and now that players aren't using it, NA is fucked. I'm like, yo, the servers used to be on the West Coast through 2015. Were we killing it at Worlds 2013, 2014, 2015? I, I forget, where were all our semifinals and quarterfinal best of five wins then? You guys remember all those? Okay. Oh, we didn't fucking have any. Here's the one when little tangent I will go on. Oh. Oh. Here's the one tangent I will go on because Raz brought this up and it made me think of something and like, I, one, I want to disclose that I did not hear about this from Mark. I don't know if Mark knows that this is a thing, uh, but in case anybody would get, anybody would get him in trouble for thinking that like he leaked this to me, this is not the case. But Raz said that he thinks it's really important to hype up the players that are doing very well in Champions Q. Agreed. Agreed. I want to do a bit of a call out in disappointment to evil geniuses. One, they are starting to become the new TSM with in terms of doing interviews. Like yesterday, there was a playoff day, and at the end of the day, what we heard was that they would only do one. They, there's a there's a bare minimum requirement in the LCS rulebook, which is that you have to make one player available for 20 minutes for an interview. And so when I heard that they were only going to take one, I said, I don't want to take that if they are only going to give one. And then it, it kind of bullied them into, I don't know if it did, but my hope is that that ended up bullying them because then they ended up doing, I think, at least two interviews. So I think it's really shitty that like EG, which is trying to brand build and who has players like JoJo and all that stuff are not doing this. Now, maybe you're thinking, yeah, but Travis, you're just saying this because you're a selfish jerk and media, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing that I have heard, which is that at one point in time during this year, Riot wanted to do a feature on Champions Q featuring Ole, uh, Kaori, and Jojo. And Ole, like they interviewed Ole and did all this stuff to work on this feature. 
And then JoJo and Kaiori, like, EG basically just ghosted Riot and, like, didn't do this. And so this feat, like, whenever we're trying to build this fucking league and do storytelling and make people care about teams like Evil Geniuses and players like JoJo and up-and-coming players like Kaiori, it is insane to me when I hear things like EG's just ghosting people for, like, building out stories about their players and when I see them t accepting so few interviews every week, that is very frustrating to me. Uh, so I just want to, I just wanted to get, get in there. Jazuke says, hashtag live evil. <laughs> in the Twitch I, I remember when EG content was great and it was when they had that man in the mid lane. So I'd love to see I'd love to see them accept more interviews in the future, and I'd love to see them do more stuff. Okay, Daddy, please spank me. He's been uh, in here the whole time. You've been here the I'm whole sorry, time. <laughs> you came in with your take, and then we just spent thirty minutes talking about how much we disagree with it. So how are you doing? Yeah, I just wanted to say one final point. I just like if you look at the champions here numbers, the discrepancy between last week and this week is like really big. I think that's just kind of on par for where we are in the schedule of the season. I think it is probably going to end up picking up towards May eventually. Uh, but it is okay to call out the players that definitely haven't been playing champions queue at all whatsoever, TSM for the most part, and you know specific other ones. But I think it will start picking up again in May. Very good. Well, hopefully it picks up in May, but I hope we don't have to wait until May for it to pick up. I guess is the best way to put it. I'd love it if the if it was more active, but I don't. It's sad to me that whenever it drops off so much, and even during the regular season when we see players that just ignore it. Thank you for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Shout out to Alienware. Shout out to Grubhub. I've been using that code every single time it comes out. And shout out to my fiance who I just recently got engaged to, and she puts up my league talk. So congratulations. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate and you. What does also... she think of your username? <laughs> she has a lot of questions about it, but we don't talk about it. Hey, <laughs> that's a red line. Never change it. DPSM, if you want to shorten it, perfect. But like, it remain on brand. There's there some. Go. There's some great joke here about this being a nickname for one of them, and I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you, guys. All right. On to the oh wait we're gonna take a quick break actually because we've we've gone we're over an hour into the show after our one call and hopefully that's the only champions queue call that we have Mark because we uh we definitely yeah, I'm, I'm not pulling another one, another one. No, no no now we're focused <laughs> on LCS that was that might be the long I don't know the last time we've had a call go that long uh, and and the caller didn't act like sometimes the caller like pivots us back you know the caller yeah. just said his piece and just like AFK for thirty minutes yeah yeah no I love that I appreciate that guy I actually really do no he should still be like what the fuck guys I'm still here for sure but yeah, yeah. that man was patient I now I know why he has the wife buff let's talk about Alienware uh, Alienware.com/slash Travis go check them out I am looking at this on the beautiful. 34 inch uh, QD OLED monitor that I have. I've talked about it previously this past weekend. I was using the new X14, which I have showcased on this uh, show before and beautiful. Um, but this week I will be gone from the LCS um, because I actually am going to a wedding in Texas, uh, not daddy, please spanks me wedding, but a different wedding. Um, 
And so I'm going to Texas this weekend, and then I'm staying there through Hell's uh, Finals in Houston. And so I will be using the X17, this beautiful powerhouse of a notebook, to do Hotline League next week uh, from the Airbnb that I'm staying at. Uh, and so I'll just be doing it remote, but it's very cool that like, if you think about it, I had this X14 with me and the uh, studio last weekend. I'm using this 34 inch QD OLED right now. I've got the X17 for when I go. All of this is just to showcase how much Alienware helps us make sure that we could do all sorts of really cool stuff and how we literally use their hardware on a week to week basis uh, to produce things like Hotline League uh, even even the um, even the interviews that you watch, like especially since we've been able to go back to 4K video uh, since going back to the studio, that stuff is rendered out on an Alienware notebook. So uh, all this to say, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show and also th for all the support. We use their hardware every day and uh, love them for it. So again, alienware.com slash Travis. You can click the link to do that. I know we've got some uh, links on there that are are a little broken right now, but we're getting those fixed and refreshed for that page. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but thank you to Alienware for sponsoring the show. All right. Uh, Mark is off to go grab the next caller. We had some subs come in. Uh, Meshbeard, thank you. I love you chat for 52 months. Uh, wild LOL. Shamanium. Is that Shamanium? Uh, Coriel and St. Louis Slayer 24. All right. Uh, how do you pronounce your name? Is it Patrick? <laughs> That's like a duck. Patrick. Patrick. Okay. You've yeah. removed all of the vowels, so you can understand my confusing. Uh, Patrick, yeah, where are you calling from? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Are you going to go to finals? Uh, I am waiting to see how semis turn out, and then I'll go. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What do you, What is the decision? Cloud9 fan, what, what, for sure. Uh, it's... Yeah, if they make it, I'll go because there's never going to be another time. I was ready to go for the one they had in Dallas, and then uh, I have my ticket, and they got canceled. So we're going to see. Look, What's the I, worst finals I, for you? Which one are you refusing to go to? Oh, man. Uh, I think that'd be EG100T if that happens. Okay. Good Good to know. Uh, I'm sure the <laughs> script writers will adjust accordingly. Yeah, um, take my notebook oh, out. I, I highly recommend that you go even if C9 doesn't make it, because I think it's going to be really cool. I know that they've been doing a bunch, they 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 are doing a good job of trying to turn it into kind of like a cool league esports experience. And I think that it will feel very fun. Um, and I've only heard good things about it. So I think that you, you might want to go even if C9 doesn't make it, but I can understand your reservations. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I kind of cheated with my original hot take. Uh, I said that uh, Winsome, uh, getting replaced by Isles gets uh, C9 to finals where they lose 3-2 to TL, which is like six takes in one. But earnestly, what I want to talk about is Wait, really... Wait, back up one uh, more time. Can you give this again? Yeah, sure. Uh, my original take was that uh, Isles over Winsome uh, gets C9 to the finals where they lose to TL 3-2. Okay. Uh, that was like the, the straight take. But obviously, that implies a lot of uh, underlying assumptions there. But so I kind of want to back it up and just talk about how Winsome's lack... Uh, performance really led to C9 slump and this replacement in the current context of the playoffs actually probably gives C9 an incredibly good chance to make it to finals where I think they do lose out sadly. Okay. Okay. Uh, well then it's, you've already kind of given us the take. So really quickly give the explanation. 
So uh, if you go back and look at C9 Slump, uh, obviously they played through a top a ton, and that kind of leaves bottom on the aisle. Not to make a joke, but like leaves them alone. It's the opposite as uh, usually it's like top of that island. And Winsome just has never stepped up to the plate to make that work, and it's been Berserker the whole time, all season, just carrying the weight and giving him Isles, who at least has that better neutral game to where he's not just going to like get chunked for no reason and then make weird back and then go to mid and then get first-blooded uh, or get, leave Berserker to get first-blooded and bot. That's not going to happen anymore. And I think between that and then also him also playing uh, in, uh, what was it, uh, lock-in against Vulcan Danny, I think he's got a little bit of a head on his shoulders to be able to play with Berserker and get them into the finals. But obviously they have to come to 100T, which is the weakest part of that argument. Sorry. All right. All right. Okay. So it's a it's a broader conversation about Winsome and Isles and what the team can do with either of them. Mm-hmm. Raz, what have, you, Raz what have you thought of, of Isles this past weekend and his seven? I mean, I thought he performed fine, um, as well as they could expect on limited practice time. Um, you know... Uh, so like overall my take is that the failures of c9 are kind of like twofold the most glaring one when they went up against 100 thieves was just summit like summit takes responsibility for not adapting in game um like i think it was game one where diana is flashless okay you're not going to be able to uh you know play as aggressively and expect the 2v2 to go the way it did and i think a lot of times he just he and this is not even something that was apparent in just that series. It's, it was apparent when he was playing Champions Q, when he was playing his final week, actually, too, when he went up against Someday again, because they had that opportunity to play up against each other. And he is beautiful. He was abusable. Um, and the team only had that one look, because if they played away from him, I mean, I don't think he plays well, you know, in safe side. Even when he was getting a lot of solo kills, by the way, during his, like, initial super week, he was also just dying solo. Um, he has, like, the highest deaths of... I think it was just top laners. I'm not sure if it's just like all players, but for sure top laners by a large margin before he even got to those 100 Thieves games. Um, so he, he's just really volatile as a player. And so you, my worry was that they just only had to play through him. Now in the recent series, like it, do, it doesn't feel like they need to. Um, so I don't think that it was on Winsome, but I do think that C, C9's problems that weren't very visible of being able to build plans and work together, like work with jungle and work with mid and like have like three man dive top lanes. You need a support that's able to move on the map. And Winsome wasn't doing that a lot. Um, so I know a lot of the decision felt like it was scrim based, but even just on stage games, like a lot of the times if they weren't just, if someone wasn't just getting like a one V one kill or something like that, a lot of the times it was Winsome wasn't really working alongside blabber much and so like you just need him to leave the lane is kind of what i was what i wanted more of um or dominantly bot lane a lot more and i didn't get either so that's yeah i'll, I'll leave it at that yeah I, i'm with you um i think the thing for looking at this weekend to go against patrick a little bit in the sudden confidence in them was i didn't really like what golden guardian showed yeah like I, I felt like it was kind of lame <laughs> watching them play uh and so it felt like Golden Guardians wanted to do the 100 Thieves game plan and just copy it, but they didn't have the pieces to make that work. Like, yeah, Lost and Ole are not FBI and Huhi. 
Um, you know, like that's not a Lucian Nami lane slamming your bot lane. So, you know, like all these random fights they were picking, kind of leaving like this weak side top strategy that this time C9 just opted into as well with GPs and Orns and stuff. You're like, uh, so what's your plan to win now? You just like use have a Nocturne in there randomly instead of a team fighter, even though you're scaling. Like, I don't really get what's going on here. Um, so my concern was never like if they kept Winsome in that series. I still would have expected a 3-0 probably I, over same. Golden Guardians. Agreed. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm, I'm not more convinced by anything by Isles. I mean, like, I, I was not a Winsome fan, as obvious by my blame game. But, like, I also don't know if this fixed their problems because my concern was when they went up against other top four teams and specifically, really, 100 Thieves and TL. I mean, we'll see how EG does this weekend. Um, EG does look a lot better than I thought before playoffs. But I am still like, okay, this worked here. But what about next, like the, the important matchups coming up? I'm, I'm still not sold on those quite yet. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, it's such a weird set of circumstances to pivot from, okay, you guys play against like 100 Thieves that looks like it's on fire to like a Golden Guardian, so it just looks like they're losing the game is five. Like, it's just, they're all, everybody's just failing, so. Yeah, they were hard scaling, and Golden Guardians were hard scaling in a comp that a lot of the times didn't feel like it was going to scale well alongside a Nocturne. Like, you know, we can go through their drafts a lot of the time, but I fully expect going into the series that they were going to try and give counterpick to Licorice, because um, Licorice had been such a, I would say, good cornerstone to their victories when they had it, when he was playing his... Uh, Fiora, albeit that was versus Fake God. His Nar game versus Someday was great. Not sure if they won that game. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But like, if they were going to build a victory, it was going to be off of just trying to either play through top lane, or um, yeah, mostly play through top lane or play through uh, uh, you know Pride Stalker in a different way. So that was just that was for sure awkward. And no matter what they did in that series, I felt like Cloud Nine was going to win 3-0. Um, the only critique I would say was that. I I think it's always tough making subs during a playoff, right? Because it, when, if if Cloud9 loses the next series, what's the takeaway? Are they going to go back to win some? Are they going to be like, oh, you know, Isles... Let's say Isles has a bad series. He just came in for playoffs with fans in the studio as well? Like, that would be ridiculous. I, I'm always really scared of when you bring in a new player in a it's... really tough position. And, like, what conclusions do you draw from that? It's it's the treats biofrost thing again, you know, yeah. where like treats comes in and biofrost goes back in. It's like maybe this like w makes you win one extra game or something, but it just feels really awkward when you lose. And then you're heading into summer and you're like, so uh, now what? Hot, yeah. hot take, hot take. If they get slammed this weekend and lose, that that C9 roster sees a bunch of changes for the summer. That is my my hot take prediction. I'd probably agree with that. I think what's always the toughest in teams that are semi-successful, like third place, whatever, is that if their best player on the team has like a critical flaw that is hard to address because they're the ones that are leading your teams to victory. Um, so it's they can be stubborn on it a little bit. Um, so it's like technically it's your best talent that's kind of stopping you from progressing. And so... If C9 loses and it's because like they can't literally cannot play a different way versus the top three teams because they have to play through Summit and then Summit also is unable to play different picks and all these things. That's just a shit conversation because it's a lose-lose. 
Yeah. Because like he ends up, let's say he ends up winning the MVP. Like he gave you so many wins throughout the split, but now you're in an honest conversation at going into summer. If we should just go back to fudge top lane or a different top lane, like that is the like honestly some of the most disgusting conversation that's needed. That is you're always gonna lose. So you gotta throw that in there. Could you imagine? Um, could you imagine if it's like Subit wins MVP and then they're like. Congratulations! Welcome back, Fudge Top. Uh, Summit is either thank you, Summit, or he's on the Academy team or something. I don't know. It's just yeah, it would be wild. That would be wild. Uh, for people who are saying yeah, TSM one's split when they did that treats swap. Yeah, they they won, but it was like a very big awkward for for a lot of those players and mental boom some of them and and like did not feel good from my understanding. So like, even though they, they did end up winning the title, it was, there have been a number of swaps where they, they just crushes your team. Cause there's also a time they did it with their junglers and then speak is suddenly playing in, <laughs> in summer playoffs because they killed the Kadian and Griggs confidence yeah. or whatever, you know, like yeah. swaps like this can, can mental boom some people and, and be very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, should we finish our little bit here? Patrick wanted us to to predict. I think he, you know, he's saying if Isles goes through, then C9's in the finals against TL. So that's like two serious predictions, and we have other other calls. Right, out. right. Don't, yeah. yeah, don't let me take up time with that. Okay, fair, yeah. fair enough. I don't know who's in the in the can for uh, calls and takes. So. I don't Patrick, know if we have a specific EG versus C9 one, but we sh we should. And if we don't, I'll take one. Patrick, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Hey, also, uh, shout out to Alienware. I've got them right here on mine. Uh, I think it was Aurora uh, for your recommendations. I'm also using one of their mouses. Uh, nice. And uh, shout out to my girlfriend for letting me take a skull in the middle of her reading some books. <laughs> Should you hear her scream? I the hear a random yeah. yell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, what is she reading, Patrick? I think it's Sarah J. Mass right now, but we just started Wheel of Time. Yo, actually, how's... House of the Breath of the Cerulean House of Breath and Wind. House of the Breath of Cerulean something. <laughs> yeah, that that book sucked. I hear my girlfriend read that one. Said it was a mess. Oh no! <laughs> I hope she I enjoys it more. Hopefully, uh, yeah. But hey, thanks so much for having me on. Fantastic! Thanks so much, Patrick. We'll catch you next time. All right, see you. That was fun. I love it. The only <laughs> thing I don't like, Travis, is that you're having people on the show that have visibly successful relationships yeah that's I know. making me feel some type of way i'm missing i'm, I'm, not I'm gonna sorry lie. Riz. i'm sorry it, yeah people are getting engaged people are shouting out their girlfriends reading behind them it's a struggle uh all right thank you to uh coriel st louis slayer uh let's see avajo indigo fog uh the real divert and jordan for four years four years Thank you, Jordan, uh, for the sub. Hey, man, Solo paid your rent. I don't know if you... <laughs> what your impression is of LA rent, Raz. You must be getting a really good deal if you think 48 months of a Twitch sub has covers the rent. I don't know what that hey, maybe would be. Maybe split. for like a day? I don't know. Like, <laughs> certainly helping. Uh, all right. Mark should be back here in just a second. Uh, shout out to Twitch chat. You guys are great hanging out with all of you guys. Love to see it. Any uh, any prime subs? I have to pull for Ayato after this. The the show is done, so I am uh, 
I'm simping for subs, I guess is the best way I could put it. Yep. Guys, come out here and help him pay for his mansion is what we need. My Gen no, I just need Genshin Impact characters. That's the the big thing. Um Yeah. I'll sub if you never roll on Genshin again. That's you should not sub. Okay. Final Nintendo kid is here. Nintendo kid, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Davis, California. Davis, California. What do you want to talk about on the show? So I want to talk about how I think EG or C9 going to Houston will hamper their growth as a team. It will hamper them if they go to Houston? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Break it so, down. I think that both C9 and EG um, have just serious like team play issues, like coordination issues that I think getting shit stomped by TL or 100 Thieves in finals will just be just mega boom for them. Like okay. mental boom. Mega mental boom, and then that will carry all the way into summer split? Yeah. So is it it's better for them to just lose this weekend? Yeah. Let them just lose in peace. Well, I mean, <laughs> pick me whatever. So, okay, so I guess it's the the difference between like losing to another like upper mid tier team in like, in a the close studio three, of three hundred two people. three where you went back and forth. Yeah, like... versus going to Houston and playing on stage in front of and getting rocked in twenty thousand people or something. People. Yeah, yeah, demolished. I think where C9 and EG are right now doesn't feel like they can compete with 100, 100 Thieves and TL. Okay. See, I thought you were going to go in the direction of, like, if they lose this weekend, then it's clear that maybe they can make some changes. But if you make it to Houston, then it makes it really difficult to figure out if you want to make roster changes in between. Like, Th I thought that that's is, where you were going to go. Where, that like, is also true. Because they're... I, well, okay, we talked about this earlier, but the winsome Isles situation, I'm not convinced that Isles subbing in is necessarily, like, the improvement they need. Um, I don't think they've shored up any of their blue side weaknesses, or, I mean, like, they're heavily blue side reliant. Um, and I think, you know, taking the effort to fly all the way to Houston just to get mentally blasted, then you're back at the airport going back to L.A., you know, those that time could be spent, you know, building better synergy with your team, coming up with better draft strategies, developing your skills like mechanically in champions that you can play around. Like, I just right. feel like it's going to be... Who, who wants... You take this one I, first. I, I guess oh, I would I'll just go. say really quickly, like I, I guess I just disagree in general because I feel like if you are... If you go, even if you get blasted by TL, then you go into the summer split saying, hey, we're a top three team. We made it to the top three we played in Houston. Worlds is three teams, like, and so you have a lot of confidence that you can make it to Worlds, which ultimately is like mostly the bigger goal for summer for most players. I think obviously they'd love to win, but like, I think a lot of those players want to make it to Worlds. And so, if for instance EG makes it to Houston and they're like, oh, we we place top three, like we've got players that can go to Worlds, like that. That I think is why I'm less less worried. Mark, what were you gonna say? I think you have a, a closer take to one I would agree with. Like, maybe EG should get Jensen, but then they go to finals and they don't get Jensen. You know, right. like, like whatever. But uh, otherwise, outside that kind of angle, I don't think you're going to get more mental boomed going to Houston than you would losing before Houston. Plus, you're still scrimming these teams. Like, the teams 
are scrimming the upper bracket teams. The upper bracket teams can't scrim each other. So already EG is playing those two teams. C9 is playing those two teams. The only teams left in playoffs, they're all playing each other. So like, if you can't hang with those teams, you're probably going to find out pretty quick in these scrim blocks. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you can hang, maybe you get boomed in front of a crowd because like they play better in front of a crowd than you. But like that's something that's much more easy to get over as a team than like weeks of data of you not being good enough day after day after day than a single stage performance. Counterpoint, yeah. EG is god mode in scrims. And so scrim data might not actually be valuable. But, but that's my point. Game. Is like you getting on stage and getting ass blasted is not going to change those weeks of scrims where you're like, no, we can hang with them. We just got to figure out why we suck on stage. You know, like that's what your takeaway is going to be. Not like, yeah. I guess it'll we'll just never be good. What's going to boom a team even more, I'm going to use C9 as an example, is coming into the splits and like, oh, we have one of the best top laners in the league. Like Fudge can be one of the like best mid laners, you know, with work and time and he's getting close to it. Uh, and then you lose to evil geniuses in the semis, loser semis. And you're the fourth best team after your being fourth first. Best team. After yeah. like, I know, you know, LS is not on the team anymore, but like the idea, the entire idea of being like sold on the team and everyone's like, yeah, we can get there. We can be at least top two, uh, you know, we can go semis and everything, but fuck, we can't even beat evil geniuses. And we got like destroyed by hundred thieves in quarters or something like that's really debilitating um so there might be a situation where you go to finals you get cracked in the head 3-0 <laughs> and like you might end up change like being mentally broken or whatever like let's just say like that might happen you build character you get better as a person you get more experience like for evil genius as an example having young players never been having been on the stage like in front of fans they actually did quite well uh really well in front of fans recently and if they lose like in a debilitating fashion on a big stage shit like I, they actually learn more and more about the path they want to take in competitive now that they're finally in front of fans and they can see how it really is um or just like they grow older like more experience like being in front of that stage and facing failures is how you actually become a better player oftentimes uh so I'm not concerned about those players, but also even if they were to get fucked in finals, then I actually think they'd become better for it. Uh, also, it's just not clear yeah. to me that they would. Like if EG makes it to finals, yeah, against like that's TL, the for instance, they just went two and three in like a fairly close series against Team Liquid. So like, yeah, I, like we're going I don't hypothetical. Like we don't even know TL's going to be in the finals. I think they're a lot of people's favorites, but Hundred T's looking good too. Like it's just there's a lot of presumption here. I think exactly. Yeah, so, like you go off the uh, just a quick thing, like the hypothetical, sure, but you're right. Like at the end of the day, C9 literally beat TL coming into the playoffs. Like they're fairly close team, um, and then hundred like evil geniuses and and uh, TL just had a five game series. So I don't think it's even that bad. I want to ask Nintendo Kid, uh, who are you predicting to boom now? So funnily enough, this question is who do you think is going to win and fuck themselves? Because let's just say your theory is right that the winner of this weekend's game is now fucked for summer, potentially. Who do you think is going to fuck themselves by winning? Is it C9 or EG that you, you think is, is the favorite in this scenario? I think C9. So C9 is more likely to win versus EG, and then, and then boom. Yeah. I mean, this is on the presumption that C9 does win, and then they get the finals. I think, right. actually, you know, if EG does 
I think there's there's actually a better chance of EG going to finals and having a closer like best of five series. But I think so, you think you think C9 is more likely to win this series but have a worse finals, but EG is less well, likely to win this series but have a good finals. No, I'm saying that like in in the scenario where one of these teams wins and then goes to finals, I think C9 is more likely to get shit stomped. Right, but who do you think is going to win this series is what I'm asking. And you said C9, right? Oh, I, okay. I, misun I misunderstood the question. I thought the Who do you think is going to win between these two? Who's going to fuck themselves? I think, I think EG is going to win. Okay. Sorry, I, I think I misunderstood the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think EG is the better team? Yeah, I think EG is the better team. Is this the place, Mark, to make our... I think we should here. I don't remember what my other callers were, okay. to be honest. I Whereas think they're 100th use DL. C9 or EG this weekend? Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's wow, so is difficult, tough. isn't it? It's it's really weird. I'm probably going C9. I, I, I think, I do think that, oh yeah, it is really tough. I think C9 has better standout players. I know the mo like in terms of recency, it's going to fuck everything because they've been faltering. Uh, but like, you, it's easy to forget the fact that Summit is still a standout, like the best top, like, Okay, top two top laner in this league. Uh, giving someday some respect right now. Um, Berserker is still incredible, and even during that series, was playing damn well. I, I, and Fudge has been playing well. I, I'll, I'll give it to them, but I think it goes the distance. What What's your take on EG, man? Because like that FlyQuest series, yeah. Game Game one was like a little close, where they were like they had a, a draft that was going to get outscaled. They kind of got outscaled, but then cleaned it up and finished it off. Game yeah. two was basically the same thing the other way, but they should have won that one. But now FlyQuest win with the earlier game comp after having to stabilize and almost losing. And then both teams just draft scaling for the next two games after early game seemed to be working better. And then FlyQuest just rolls over and dies playing scaling against... EG I think what's like scary is that early game, like having those early game comps did work for them, but man, these teams, specifically EG, because they're the ones that we expected to move on, they make so many, they're so prone to mistakes. Um, like the Baron error that really like fucked them, I think in game two, um, a lot of the times when they get, when they're not on the same page and it loses them a lot of momentum, it feels really bad. And you see moments like these during the regular season, they cleaned it up near the end of it. Um, but they're the type of players that do take a lot of risks. So that's my biggest concern is that they take a lot of risks when they have a, a pretty considerable goal lead and, it, and, and that's something that can doom you. Um, and one thing that I really am interested in is just their drafting because you know impact is someone who he has a very set champion pool and what he wants to play and i think the human swapping they did with lucian up top lane for jojo was really smart and they might end up that might end up like covering for a lot of it um but it's just if you have players that aren't willing to play certain things and they're it feels like their draft priorities have shifted a little bit um it's just it's easier to come to a drafting decision that like might just fuck you i think Funny enough, C9 in draft has more options, even though they've been <laughs> fucking memed for it. See, I, I think EG has more options, but like I can't tell because both teams just kind of picked scaling because they were playing worse opponents and then didn't, didn't get punished for it. It's yeah. kind of like both yeah. teams were like, all right, Summit, just play Orn and GP. Fuck it, we're going late game. Fudge, you're on Victor, let's go. He did have a good LeBlanc game, to be fair, but like, yeah, I didn't feel like either team needed, to, like, were pushed to work hard in their series. Like, Oh shit! What do we do next? Like this counter punch worked. We need to do that now. How do we adapt? Like both yeah. teams just kind of like 
handshook. And this has been happening a lot globally, actually. Like, fucking uh, Fnatic was doing this too. They just are like, yeah, let's just run that back. The, the losing team doesn't try to adapt. It just feels really weird. And so, like, when they go up against each other, I do appreciate some of the looks I saw in the EG series versus TL, or the TL series for EG, where they took, like, a four-range mark, like a four range comp and just played, like, a tempo-based early game-focused team. Like, oh, they had some cool level ones. You know, like, I could see a world where EG actually has, like, a counterpunch to throw, whereas, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's yeah, really interesting. Like, go ahead, Russ. Uh, C9 is going to be an interesting one because, like, Isles does have a pretty large champion pool in comparison to Winsome. Like, he's uh, he's probably, for me, the most impressive support in um, Academy and how he plays, like, mage picks. Like, his Yumi, Karma, like, he, he's more willing to play stuff like that. So they might actually play more towards bot lane if given the chance. Um, so, like, that's, that is something to look forward to. But, again... They can do this because they were going up against Golden Guardians, especially when they're when they handily won the first game of the series. It's like, okay, now we're trying different things. When they're actually facing a team that they feel like they need to play their best, I'm worried. I don't know if they will change. That that's what makes it hard. I uh, I just think it's super interesting how I I almost want to say like messy their narratives are for both of these teams going into like playing against each other, because you have situations where like. Both of them received a ton of criticism for like drafts that they've made recently. Both teams are like, oh yeah, we think we fixed like the drafting issues. You have like rookies on both the teams who people have been like unsure about them. Like Fudge and JoJo are both kind of like in contention for similar spots in the mid um, the mid All Pro vote. Like it's just like and and both of them have had such weird matches recently that I, I, it's really difficult like mark gives me a ton of shit for not usually wanting to like make a hard prediction but i this, can see anyone win in this series in this situation i have like no fucking clue like if you told me it's a 3-0 for either of these teams or a, a 3-2 like i would believe it it's so hard to like have any kind of guess as there, to how it's gonna go there's levels to being lost in the darkness you know there's like i can't tell which team's gonna win and then there's like i can't see my own hands in front of my face you know like this is like pitch 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 darkness for travis now he has no idea what to predict for this yeah, series exactly i mean it's just really yeah, difficult yeah, there's, no like, narratives. there's no narratives to grab onto well no, no, no. there's i mean there's even just the there there is like the the eg is like supposed to be scrim gods like everyone fucking hates playing uh eg like i did an interview with max baldo it should come out soon where i think i'm trying to remember i i'm Go watch the interview because I want to, if I paraphrase this, I want to, but uh, he had a lot of respect for EG, I think just based off of like their scrims and stuff. And so it's, it's going to be so like, I'm definitely a lot more interested in that match than I am in the 100 TTL match, even though the 100 TTL match has like pretty crazy stakes because whoever gets it just goes straight to finals. Like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm I, loving our playoffs. Yeah. I'm loving Especially, it. Like, I, I'm loving the playoffs now. This past weekend was very uninteresting to me. Next weekend <laughs> is very interesting to me. I messaged Travis this morning. It took him a while to get back to me. I was like, do I have to do the blame game on the games this weekend? Because, yes. like, it's fucking boring. It's like the two teams you expected to win fucking won. You know, yes. like, yeah. who, am I, who am I really going to blame? Am I, am I really going to be like, I can't believe that impact outperform kumo a little bit you know like what am i saying here yeah. it just like wasn't sexy at all yeah it's it's just it was such a funny weekend but i think i think it's gonna be good going forward 
All right, Nintendo Kid, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Yeah, shout out to Mark. He really was my wingman because before this, I was really uh, doubting my take, and he just said, go for it. We're going to shit on you, but we're going to go for it. <laughs> um, and shout out to Grubhub. I might have to look at it because all the vegetables in my fridge have gone bad. So I may have to go look at Grubhub and see what's well, out there. Well, I'm about to do a Grubhub ad with a Grubhub code, promo code for you, where you can save 10 bucks. So just make sure you catch that, and then you, you can grab yourself some food. Thank uh, you so much. You're a lifesaver. Yeah, thank another you, thank plan, you. another strategy is keep the vegetables nice and expired in the fridge. Unless if you're alone. If you're alone in the house, don't do that. The next person that opens it, bomb. Boom. <laughs> if you hate them, there it is. What Invite your greatest enemies over to your house. <laughs> oh, do you have a drink? Yeah, it's in the fridge. R Raz was just bemoaning hearing about all the people in happy relationships. And then he's like, if you live with somebody, leave <laughs> vegetables in so that they fucking hate opening the door. Thank you, Nintendo. This is like a call. kamikaze attack, dude. What the hell? You live there too. Nintendo. <laughs> it's just critics too. Warfare. Thank you. Thank you for for calling, and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Let's talk about Grubhub. Okay. We got a lot to talk about in this Grubhub ad. One, you can save 10 bucks right now, okay, with, with Grubhub using a code that is exclusively for my audience, for this audience, for you listening to this right now. Uh, from April 11th to April 13th, use code 10TRAVIS. That's uh, the number 10, one zero, Travis, one word, to receive $10 off your Grubhub order of $20 or more. This is only valid for the first 2,500 orders. So if you are person 2,501 listening to this, you took too long uh, to use the code. Secondly, Hotline League Live is happening in Houston on Saturday, Houston morning, or Houston uh, LCS morning at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. I will be there. In the Fan Fest inside of the venue. So make sure you have a ticket to get in to go do this. I don't know. I'm hearing it's all kind of in, in flux right now. Uh, and I'm just going rogue with this right now. I'm hearing that Fan Fest is opening at 10, which means that you need to be there when the doors open because Mark and I will be going live initially. This is just unfortunately the way it works because Mark has to be on the broadcast and all that stuff. We will be going live to an empty uh, audience, which is hilarious. But if you rush in- Online League Live with no callers or viewers. If you, if you rush in, <laughs> if you rush in, there will be seats. Well, don't, first off, walk calmly, do not run. But when you get to the Fan Fest, get in and go fill up those seats because we need to fill up the seats again we're just forcing we're brute forcing this to happen because mark has to be on the broadcast and uh has like rehearsal stuff and all this stuff maybe i'm, I'm leaking something i don't know and then I'm begging the first person to be there to take a picture the first person the first person to be there and be like i'm the only guy here for this show <laughs> yes uh, this also this means that it will be early in the morning for for West Coast folks, people on the East Coast, you always complain about us doing the show so late. This is your chance to watch an episode uh, because it's going to be, I believe it's two hours ahead in Texas, I think. Uh, yeah, mid, mid West times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's going to be 8 a.m. <laughs> it's going to be 8 a.m. on the West Coast. So wake up bright and early. You can have Saturday morning brunch 
with Live Hotline League. And you know where you can get the brunch? From Grubhub. Uh, because they are presenting Hotline League Live. We couldn't do this without them. So thank you to Grubhub for making it happen. Um, so get that Texan barbecue. We don't know if you can run on the concourse or when it opens, but you can practice speed walking. And the 20-kilometer race for speed walking in the Olympics had an average mile time for the gold medalist of 6 minutes and 31 seconds. So you can go pretty fast if you just practice your power walk. Everyone work on it. Make sure you can power walk safely to the Hotline League booth as fast as you can. Exactly. Yes. Um, and so... to be the first caller, start tripping people up. It's a competition, guys. You got to get there first. We're going to be at the Grubhub stage, uh, which I can't give more details about, but just look for the Grubhub area, and that's where we will be. Um, and Mark will be on the, for the first hour, and then it's unclear yet if we're going to do like a after show or if I'll just have somebody replace Mark for the second hour, what we're going to do. But we'll be, we'll be live. It'll also be broadcast on this Twitch channel, so go check that out. Thank you to Grubhub for making this happen because like a bunch of you guys were saying you wanted live Hotline League, and... Uh, Mark, no, Kelsey says Texas is mountain time, you DJs. It's only one hour different. I don't think that's true. I'm pretty Texas sure it's mountain two hours. time. Texas ain't got no fucking mountains, right? Mountains, we got cowboys. How do have mountain time if there ain't no mountains Kelsey there? Kelsey Moser just putting out rant. incorrect information into the chat right now. Oh, there says, was a time JK. that I, I guess we're talking about the only mountain in Texas, broke back mountain, if that's what we're talking about. <laughs> All right, it's Grubhub time. So thank you so much to Grubhub for making live Hotline League happen. Uh, hope to see you guys there at FanFest in the, in the arena. Uh, and it was nice having Raz on the show, but um, this will be his last episode. Okay, let's grab the next caller. Ben and Jerry's is here. Ben and Mark, that was the fastest you've ever gone into a room to grab somebody. How I was like, happen? I'm going to give Raz another chance to talk. Okay. Let's get the call right here. Uh, ben and Jerry's, where are you calling from? Orange County, California. Or Where? where? Orange County. Orange County, California. California. Okay, sorry. Satellite, yeah. it's like different to me. Anyway, sorry. Orange County, California. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is that 100 Thief is going to 3-0 TL this weekend, um, and it's because three out of five of the players on 100T are just individually better, and uh, they also have a better coaching staff. All right, name names. Let's hear yeah, it. Who exactly. are the three out of the five? Uh, Someday is better, uh, and it's a top laner than Bwipo. Uh, I think right now, like, you can't even say that he's just, like, having a resurgence. He's just, like, he's just better. Like, it's, he's not going to fall off. Uh, Closer's the best jungler uh, in... The LCS, and he's been the best jungler for the last two years, but he keeps getting slept on, and then he just has to prove people wrong. Um, Abadage has a high ceiling, but he's worse than Bjerg on like the daily basis. Uh, FBI is better than Hansama, and that sounds crazy, but FBI and Huhi held their own against the two best bot lanes in the world last year um, with T1 and EG, uh, EDG. So I think that he's probably the best. Uh, you had to go to world. NA. You had to go to November of last year to find evidence for for that last part, which I find funny. But sorry, continue. And then who he is struggling, but you know he's he could show up hot, like and do pretty well. But Core JJ is still the best support. Wait, why so does I, FBI get credit for 
their world's performance, but who he doesn't. You said it was a you you labeled them as a bot lane that did well last year. Because there's no world you're going to convince anyone that who he's beaten core JJ right I, now. That's, it's just that's funny why. where you use yeah. the same point for one thing and then you you well, ignore it, it for the other. He's got to use it where it's most impactful, Travis. Got you. Okay, uh, Matt's uh, making concessions. Okay. I have a quick question before Raz takes this one. Go for it. Do it. If they're if it's a best three out of five and they're better in three out of five positions, why is it not a full five game series? Why is it a three zero? Um, two of the players. So, Abadage is only not better than Bjergsen because sometimes he doesn't show up and he plays like horribly. I'm banking on him not. <laughs> the only reason is because sometimes horribly. he doesn't show up and he plays horribly. That was just sorry. That was just very funny to me. Sorry, continue. So against Cloud Nine, he showed up and he played how he did um, in summer last year, and then he went to Worlds and he was awful and got dumpstered. But I think if he plays to the same level he did in the LCS last year, then he's better than Bjergsen. Um, Bjergsen's like solid, good shot caller, has like you know control mages, but he's not going to pop off like he used to with uh, LeBlanc and stuff like that. Like that's not going to happen. So Abadage has a bigger impact. So even though Bjergsen's a better player overall, more well-rounded, it doesn't mean that uh, he's going to like impact the game more than Abadage. And then Quit. support is not impactful enough for me to give a game away just because core jj is better quick question for you yeah do you watch lec yes how did vitality do this split they did horribly do you think that they had really good players in really in several of their positions i do i do think that they have they had a super team and that they never proved that they could play as a team 100 thieves already did that so I'm not I'm not saying this is a reason to like discount. He's Hunter's with you, like but I just Travis I just is think that like saying this about Team Liquid. Me, Travis me, is with you. Travis is saying Hundred Thieves three zero as well. I'm just saying it is clear like teams are more than the sum of their parts, and so doing like it, it is a Hotline League classic for a caller to just call in and be like, "Well, I looked at the five players and the five players, and I've decided three are better than the other three. So like. That's why this will work. But uh, if you, there are many teams where you could draw lines between individual players on one team and the other, and it doesn't really come come yeah. together that way. That's a great point, Travis, about super teams not working, and that's why TL is going to collapse. They were built as a super team this off season, just like Vitality. Just, that, and that's what you were saying, right? That was your point about the super team. Yes, that's exactly what my point was. So you're with the caller three zero. I think teams. I think we should exclusively grade teams based off of. Uh, off of how many players that they have on a team and if they have uh, that are good and if they have too many good players then that means they're going to lose and that's why Team Liquid's going to lose. Also no, um, added at the end of my point though that 100 Thieves has a better coaching staff and I do think that is like part of that whole like some of their parts okay, concept. Okay. That's fair. Okay. I appreciate I appreciate you bringing that in. Um, Alright. Okay, I can go straight into it. I mean, so I think... Uh, I disagree with the caller. I, I, I do think that uh, it's going to be a closer series. Oh, God. Now I might as well just say great, it. Great joke. So I do think that 100 Thieves is going to win. But, like, I, I just think that um, Team Liquid for sure should push it to a four-game or five-game series. Um, but right now, 100 Thieves, a lot of the... Just to agree with the caller on certain things, um... A lot of their failures during the regular season were just simply because some of the individuals were just not performing. Like, we, you know, bot lane is talked about a little bit, but Abadaga was like 
he was a player that was a top two mid laner uh, in last year, and he was just off the like off the map. Like he just was not performing well. He was getting outperformed by blue and all these things, and that's what's rough. But then like final few games in the regular season, he's been killing it. Playoffs, he's been killing it. It feels like he's um, really on point these days. And this is the type of hundred. This is a scary hundred thieves. Uh, this is a hundred thieves that like last year when they made their full run someday wasn't playing nearly as good as he is now um and so it feels like the team really kind of not only can they play through bot lane that that's a case that they're able to do now uh but they've always kind of been built to do that um they can now play through mid lane because he's back to that form and now they've if things go fucking wrong they can play through someday and they actually have a pretty flexible champion pool up there too. So they have a different few styles of way of playing. And Jesus Christ, Closer is just insane. Every time it's the same thing. People are going to talk about the fact and meme that he like played three Lee Sin games in a row. Guys, we had this conversation last split. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, sure. Ban Lee Sin. Oh shit, he's destroying us on Diana. Ban, oh shit, his Viego. Why can't, why? we forgot about the Viego guys. Let's ban it. <laughs> like, he's... He is literally just a, he's just a great jungler, um, period. And it feels like when the pressure is up there, like if we talk about clutch players, he's probably the most fucking clutch player in the LCS right now. But Raz, you were the biggest Santorin shrimp all year yes, long. You're right. And now you're just flipping over to, to closer. I thought for sure you were going to disagree on the closer point. It hurts my heart. Santorin has been fucking killing it this split. He's probably their, the, you know. Most consistent performing player on Team Liquid, but no, I you gotta recognize real right now. You gotta recognize when closures right now just is killing it in the league. So that's where I'm at. Damn, I thought you were gonna you're gonna go after Ben and Jerry's take there and end up on the the TL side. Now I gotta do that shit. True. See, there we go. Uh, Mr. Vanilla Mark, that's what you're known for. I'm I'm here to go with the the team that sent me swag most recently. Wait, Papa Smithy came on more recently than Steve. Shit. Wait, maybe who's who's in chat? Papa's in chat. Steve? No, Steve. We haven't seen Steve in chat all the time. Giotto's oh, in chat. Oh yeah, though, but he's Giotto's not saying anything. So yeah, Giotto's second monitor. Oh, it looks like he left. He was in the mo the list earlier. And now he's gone. So so you're safe. Oh yeah, too. yeah. So so Papa Smithy and Hundred Thieves are actually going to uh, run over this this one three zero for sure. Um, I think the better than the sum of your parts take is actually where I agree with you that like TL has not quite seemed to all be playing at their best at the same time this split. Like there's a world where I think there's another gear that Team Liquid can reach, but they haven't really shown it right now. Um, and I'm waiting for them that to happen, but like they make mistakes. They don't quite like play cleanly. You know, they're throwing some late game leads throughout the year and then they're making some early game mistakes versus EG. You heard the players talking about in their interviews like, oh, I, we weren't prepped, I guess, well enough on like how to play out some of these early games or like their level ones and stuff, you know, like. So in that sense, I do think you have a case. I don't know if I'd say three out of five are better. I think Hans is probably a little better than FBI. I think the bot lane should just be better. Mid is debatable. I think Bjergsen is more consistent, which I would argue is better. Though if, yeah. if ABBA hits his peak, well, then sure, but, you know, like, I, I think the, I value the consistency. Top and jungle, I think you, you got me right there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a closer fan for this split. Um, but, you know, it's still close. This was a man who once, once ranked closer eighth on a jungle list, too. Was that you? That's, that's how, yeah, that was me. Yeah. 
That was that was an eight game sample size at the start of the split when they sucked. I want people year. to know. I want people to know because people call me a flip flopper on the jungle thing. My all pro is literally blabber, uh, closer, and santorin. I need to look like, at my thing. Wait, hold on. I had blabber, closer, santorin because even in the losses, closer has been was performing well. I, like, I debated that one a lot. I need to see what I end up doing. Yeah. Well, here, while Mark is investigating this, uh, I will argue against Mark for one of the reasons he used, which is like the Team Liquid players have never been on the same, aren't always on the same page. However, it has mostly not mattered. This team has been able to be in a situation where like Whippo can be inting and yet they're saved because their bot lane pops off or whatever. Like they, they have been able to like, the stars have never aligned for all those players to be popping off at the same time and like having a really great match. And yet they've been able to win consistently anyway. And I think that like that shows a versatility and like a strength across the board from like that, that every player on that team can carry or that every player on that team can like make game winning plays and like win them a series. And so that's why I have more faith that Team Liquid will clutch it out this weekend. The ballots are not on the fucking, like the link is broken for them. Oh, really? I mean, it was working for me before, but I only t checked it like when it came out, so. Yeah, I think I think it broke recently. It's it's not working now, unlucky. Um, I'm pretty sure I put closer over Santorum, but I'm not 100% sure. Certainly. It's because they were trying to hide the evidence of the Mortals player voting for POE or whatever, or POE voting for Revenge. I forget what it was. There was oh, something weird where somebody did something they weren't supposed to do. Oh um, no! This is, oh, this is just a random tangent, but that fucking tweet from Duke about like only only players and coaches should vote for all pro and media should fuck off and Riot who, gets who one vote. This? And Duke, he's a coach in EU. Oh. He, he was talking about EU because um, Trouble, who's like sponsored by SK, voted an SK player. Um, as if fucking teams and players haven't trolled constantly throughout the history of voting. People not putting down their biggest rivals for all pros or MVP awards. People just putting in random fucks, you know, like voting based off scrim performance, even though like a player was chain feeding for like 80% of their games on stage. Yeah. It was, it was the trollest take I've ever seen. I'm like, what was the take again? It. Just as a reminder for me, I, I missed that. Duke, Duke said that basically teams should have six votes, all five players and the coaches, and that should be all the voting and Riot gets one vote or something like that. Ooh. And, and there's no media vote. And it was like, because media sometimes trolls. And it's like, well, one, the point of getting a bunch of different perspectives is that all comes out in the wash and like- Yeah. No, two. I've done this before where people, there was a, a year where uh, there was like a thread that was like, man, these media shouldn't be able to vote. Cause like some random media outlet had voted it's like very one media way. person and it's like then you go do the math and you're like actually nothing changes or whatever you know what i mean like it's well even, even i don't like that argument because there's a chance where one one can can ruin it my point is just look at player and coach votes over the course of the years like they're just as fucking troll yeah uh i agree and i think i think people you don't can even get watch the critical. games yeah anyway sorry people I, can get no but i agree i think people can get too critical on specific votes because like they don't push the needle in any way um and i think like for instance when there are some troll me media votes or some team votes and you're like okay there's no planet that 
is accurate, but it's only one person, that's fine. And then you can keep them accountable. Like people yeah. will naturally keep them accountable. That's the beauty of it being public. <laughs> is, yeah. that, is that people will be like, oh, the beauty shit, and the terror. This. One, yeah, one year I, I must have uh, typed, I like, I think it was when Tactical was first all pro. And I think I didn't have them on my ballot because either I scrolled weird or I just fucked up or something. I don't know. And I was like, wait, I had him on my like the the one because you write i always write mine out beforehand before i go to the page yeah and uh and i was like oh god i'm gonna get so fucking flamed now okay it happens but like let's never go to what i lc did it once where they had the community votes and that was the most heinous yeah, thing yeah, of yeah, all time yeah. let's just keep to the current system yes. guys let's just keep people reckless wins everything wow okay we're talking about 100 t tl uh, oh, I predicted right. TL. You guys both predicted 100T for this weekend. I think that was it, right? Yep. Okay. Um, thank you, Ben and Jerry's, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our last caller? Uh, I just want to shout out my Discord. They always jump in whenever I'm watching 100 Thieves games to keep me company, um, and I appreciate that. So nice. thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, let's see. Mark Mark is fighting with Twitch chat right now, I guess. Um, what's what's going hey, on here? Do you have a... Do you have a... a I can rectify my thing on Grubhub. Because I love Grubhub. Mark, no, no, no. You're Grubhub. good. You're good. I'm not... I was just teasing. You're not I know. It's all good. I was just like... Just be, <laughs> I got to put that out there. You, yeah, <laughs> no. Mark and others, I... I'm always waiting for the day where I have an uncomfortable conversation with a sponsor because Mark will sometimes just push the ad read into a questionable. Topic. Not me. Okay. We have Gotti a call here, Travis. Is here. Gotti Boy, where are you calling from? I am calling from Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo, North Dakota. What would you like to talk about on the show? I would like to talk about fudge, the fudge factor. This guy absolutely popped off this weekend. Um, and I know we've been talking a lot about gameplay and uh, playoffs and all that today, but I want to talk about his um, his his smash talk and, and how spicy of an interview he had after his game. Um, I was re-watching it um, on the uh, on Doublelift's YouTube channel for his co-stream, and I really liked what he said about Fudge and, you know, the reaction that he sneaky and Medios gave uh, after he was talking about how crappy... Uh, his opponent was, he said that um, he sees Fudge as sort of like the villain of the LCS. Like, Fudge has kind of put that on himself. And I think that I want I want to see more players, especially, like, good players in the league that can actually back up this, this Smash talk. I want to see more players doing spicy things like that, especially uh, as we get to the end of the split and the end of playoffs. I think it makes things a lot more interesting. Yeah. Uh, for the fan to watch because, you know, we've had a few 3-0 series and sometimes that gets boring. But when it gets personal and when you've got things um, things like this, you know, like players smash talking each other and things like that, um, it makes it more interesting on the Rift as well. So I want to see more players be like Fudge. Can, can I ask a clarification question? Is there a difference between smash talking and trash talking? Smash talking is... It's like Smash Mouth, you know? It's got more swagger to it. Does Smash Mouth have a lot of swagger? I love Smash Mouth. Are you hating on Smash Talk? Are you hating on Smash Mouth? How could you hate on Smash Mouth? I'm blocked Mouth? on Twitter. They block anyone on Twitter. Really? <laughs> I just they got I, themselves just... in some hot water recently. I forget what it was, and then they like Yeah, they, they I'm gave up. 
Whether they, I'm with they Sophie. I think it was smack talking and trash talking that got slammed together, and Gotti is and now Gotham. defending. Come on, baby. No way you got blocked by Shrek, of all things. That's crazy. If you, if you tweet at them that Shrek made Smash Mouth, you'll get blocked 100%. <laughs> I might do yeah, that. Yeah, no, they, there was some drama with them. I can't remember what it was, but um, I think they It's been true for years. If you tweet at them about cause... Shrek, you're, you're yeah. doomed. Anyways, oh. Smash talking. It's God damn it. plus trash. I, okay, I can take talking. <laughs> I can take this one. God damn it. <laughs> no. I Let's just move to trash talk for this. I love this take. Um, a, I think, as a player, of course, Fudge can speak because he's playing really fucking well. Um, he was playing well when he was top lane. He was developing well when he was mid lane. Um, he's always put in a position where you're like, really, why are you doing this? Like, you're already ha you're already you had a great trajectory top lane. Oh, never mind. He's he's doing well regardless. Um, so he can he's in a like a special position where he's like he's just can say whatever the fuck he wants. But honestly, I feel like he does that anyways. So smack talk is great. Shit talk is great. We need more of it. Um, I was a little sad actually when uh, you know JoJo came in hot and then it just stopped a little bit. I was like, no, don't do it. I oh, I, yeah. I greatly encourage players to just be free doing it. I know that you're gonna get shit from uh, fans. Like if you let's just say JoJo. Shit talks uh, Cloud9 or another great organization, 100 Thieves, like TL, and then they lose. Oh, snap. Yeah, of course the fans are going to be on your ass. Like, that's going to suck. But I would, if there's a player that could take that heat who's willing to do it, just do it. Because everybody here says they love it, and we do. But there's the obvious reality of, like, if you do it to somebody, if you do it to a team that has a large fan base, let's say TSM rise above the ashes. They get the fucking team of doom they spend billions of dollars and all their fans magically come back <laughs> like um if that happens and he shit talks that team that's gonna be awful for him i guess if he loses but we need players to like a we need the community to not be as soft you know when it get when that happens but b like players who are willing to take it i think is great it's great for the sport it's great for our enjoyment of it so good job fudge yeah, I, I am so pro trash talk, you wouldn't believe. You know, like, you want to do it after a win when you didn't do it beforehand? Go ahead, you have my blessing. Like, I'm not going to make fun. I'm not one, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, mm, I mean, she should have said this before the series. I'm like, nah. Say it after you pick LeBlanc, after you shit on them, and then go, it's fun to play LeBlanc into, like, teams that suck. You know, whatever he said. Like, yeah. ah, chef's kiss. Because your point about making it personal, like, now if a Blaze Olive beats him in the regular season in summer, you fucking know it's coming back. And, like... Just one person being willing to, to step out there, like, yeah, you end up with, like, some shit in your DMs, and it's it's not fun when you don't win. But, like, yep. it not only makes your games more interesting because people want to watch you lose or they want to watch you win, but, like, it makes the other players that you're doing this to, like, be like, man, fuck that guy. And, like, Vulcan, I think, on Sunday, probably stepped up his trash talk because of what Fudge did on Saturday because he yes. said the same things. He was, like... Vulcan, I mean, Fudge got a lot of credit, but, but like Vulcan was roasting the shit out of like literally anyone near him. He was like, yeah, those, like, not only does FlyQuest suck, I agree with Fudge about Golden Guardian sucking. <laughs> and like, Dignitas, he just started like insulting everyone. He was like, what the hell, Vulcan? Like, all right. Yeah, and I'm going to throw in another name. Uh, Blaze Oliver, I don't know if he, he's very respectful on, 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 you know, when he has a mic in front of him, but his Twitter is hilarious too. Like, he will just, he will always puts out fire tweets. But obviously, because a position he's in, when and his team's either like not performing in a series or whatever, like 
that's when the fucking haters out of nowhere will just come in and slam him. There's one time where I think Chovy built some troll ass, like he had a really <laughs> troll build, and he called it out, but he wasn't like disrespecting Chovy. He was talking, he was he was respecting Chovy, but then saying the build was troll. I go to sleep, I wake up the next morning, that tweet banged with like a billion quote retweets of every Chovy fanatic saying, how can you say this when you're shit yourself? Everyone just took instant offense for Chovy. So like, that'll happen and that'll be feel, feel really bad. And I think we as a community should be like, no, screw you and counterattack on these, on, like on the bastards that are taking, who are just so soft. We just can't, ha I hate that, I, uh, you know, that kind of culture. But at the end of the day, we said villains, you will be a villain and you should be able to accept it if you have the ability to do it because that will skyrocket your brand. And I know how Travis loves brands like, the, you know, he loves brands, right, Travis? I mean, so it's very funny because I, okay, one, I'm glad Mark pulled this. I'm glad you have this take, boy, but my god we've been talking about this shit on hotline league for like four years uh yeah. and even before then it's just like yes please thank god anytime any pro player does something that is remotely interesting i absolutely love it because there are so many pro players who insist on being the world's most boring individual like i will not tweet unless it's my team tweeting for me about a sponsor uh and in an interview i will just say yeah we won. I'm happy. It's nice. Scrims have been going well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I guess the scrims have been going well as a meme, but you get the point. And so anytime this stuff happens, I'm just like, yes, please. Even just like the Twitter banter, like you guys were talking about Vulcan. One of the things that I loved is how the, the fucking banter on the ninth. So a couple days ago, Fudge said, look forward to shitting on Vulcan. This was before they played FlyQuest. And Vulcan just replies and says, you think we win against FlyQuest? <laughs> and Fudge said, I'm going to have to batch for you here, buddy, after all the help you're giving me. Um, and it's just like, it's so funny where you see Fudge shit-talking Vulcan. Vulcan turns it around by just being like, oh, wow, like, we're not even going to win. And then it's just, like, that stuff Ugh. is so good. And I wish yeah. this stuff, yeah, I don't know. People should, should bring this up more. I should bring it up more in interviews, I guess. I try to do my best, but... Um, I'd love well, to see stuff like this highlighted. And Peter's on. right. In, in, in that uh, interview that, um, what's it called, JoJo had, it was great. So when it happens, it's amazing. I'll keep pushing people to do it. All right. Gotti Boy, thank you so much for the call. It was a good take. Uh, what would you like to uh, shout out? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Grubhub and Alienware. Um, also, I have a couple shouts from the LCS. Uh, shout out to Jat for hosting. Um, I think he did a really good job um, filling in for Dash. Um, and also, of course, Mark and Raz. I love having you guys um, on the cast and on the uh, analyst desk. And then shout out to C9 Fudge and the C9 Boys. I hope they pull out the dub this next weekend. And uh, lastly, shout out to the NDSU League Legends Club. Thank you. Nice. Well, thank you for the call, and we will catch you next time. All right. Really quickly, I want to give a shout out to... Happy Kelso, Chris Million, Director Donut, J Moon, Simon Please, Nemsek, uh, and La Crisette. Nemsek for the tier two. Uh, Nemsek's Mark, awesome. what do you wanna what do you wanna shout out and plug? Uh shout out um 
I actually don't really know what I want to shout. Like, I was. This is not a meme. This is me like being like, eh, I guess just shout the the Genshin podcast. We'll be doing uh, we'll do an episode tomorrow. Do you have a guest tomorrow? I tried to get Murder of Birds, but he had not completed everything get, yet, and so get he wants Emily to on after. Emily was talking about being on. I, I want to have here. Emily on, but like we should talk about all the new stuff, and she hasn't done any of the new stuff. Oh, has she not? Ask well, I mean, yeah, she's still she's like AR forty five or something, so I don't think she's done like. She's probably not even done Enkinamia, let alone the Chasm. Well, ask her tomorrow, and if she's done the new event. God damn, this event is a struggle. Have you done, have you tried it yet? Oh, I guess we'll save this for right after the podcast. Sorry, Raz, do some shout-outs. All right. Um, actually, what Gotti Boy said in his shout-out reminded me. Um, hey, guys, if you go to university or literally anything, just schools, anything, just clubs are amazing. Clubs really like accentuate and make your university or just your life experience so much better you'll be able to get so many friends off of it like my university life was much more enjoyable when i was in uh the computer science club uh and also not only the computer science uh club but also it was the calgary it was like the fgc in calgary like it was the fgc club university of club whatever it was university of calgary that had like this fgc club and i fucking enjoyed it and it was like, it made things life much, much better. And I made new friendships off of it. So if you are out there, if you are enjoying your school life, or you hate your school life like everybody else, join a club. All right. What do I want to shout out? Uh, shout out to 17th Shardcast, the Shardcast again. I want to shout them out. I've been consuming so much of their Cosmere content recently and going back and listening to a bunch of their old podcasts. And it's basically keeping me alive right now. So thank you. What did you think of prologue number five? Did you, did you listen to it yet? Oh, you mean prologue for Stormart, Star, Stormlight five? Yeah. Um, it was shorter than I expected it to be. No spoilers. I liked when Gavilar. Hey, sit snorted a what? bunch of crack okay <laughs> all right that's it everybody thank you everyone for watching hotline league we'll see you next week with a special episode for me on the road so hopefully everything goes okay and uh yeah that's the show